Incoming chat. Hello, everybody, and welcome one more time to Incoming Chat. Um, today, I plan something a bit different. I mean, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that we always have someone here with us. Uh, I only done one solo episode before, which was sort of to talk about all the people that we talked to. Uh, but today I wanted to bring something up because for the last two episodes, we talk about growth marketing and email marketing. And for the first time, we started getting a lot of questions. Um, and it's, it's super normal that not everybody will understand all of the concepts of marketing or will have a very uh, ungraspable idea of what some of these concepts are. So today I wanted to bring something just to clarify some some concepts and, and ideas that and questions that you guys ask onto how to use some of these concepts properly and what do they mean and how really you can take advantage of them. So today we're going to dig in a little bit on, on what a marketing funnel is and how to use your content accordingly and how it's not about just writing. Writing is about having everything as part of a strategy. Um, if you just started, you open up your um, your startup or your small company or you're thinking of hiring someone, you still need to manage some of these concepts. It's very important that you understand what you're going to require from a marketing expert or a growth hacker. So um, let me give you a little bit of context. Um, first of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to use one of the words that I hate from the tech world, which is agile. Um, no offense to any agile practitioners around the world, uh, but it's just a concept that I, I don't really ever enjoy. However, we have to be agile uh, and marketing changes so fast and so much during very short periods of time that if we don't, if we're not ready to adapt really quick, uh, we end up losing our business, losing customers, losing everything. So let me give you a little bit of context of what I'm talking about here. Uh, if you know a little bit of the basics of marketing, one of the first things uh, people will ask or people will teach in marketing is the four P's. The four P's of marketing as product, price, place, and promotion. Sorry, I do have notes, so I had to cheat on it. Um, though product, price, place, and promotion. Product is what you have, right? Price, obviously, how much you're gonna charge for that place is where are you selling your product and promotion, obviously, how are you going to promote this? So for many, many years, the four piece of marketing were the base of all marketing. You will base all of your strategy into fulfilling and understanding these four points. Um, later on, through the decades, they added three more, which is people, processes, and physical evidence. Physical evidence will be people using your, um, your product. Processes is how you uh, is the logistic behind. So how you deliver your product, where are they, how will you produce them? And people, obviously, obviously, it's the people that makes the company, the people that makes the product. So you base some of your marketing to that. Um, so suddenly, out of nowhere, from four Ps, we moved to seven Ps. And then they added an eighth P, which is productivity and quality, which is self-explanatory. And I even added my own P, which is proof. Um, call it social proof or whatever. It's just proof, external proof that your product and your company is working. Um, and the idea of, of me reminding you of all of these P's, excuse me, is that um, marketing grows. Marketing is a living entity that it will change all the time. 
So the way the same thing they did with the peas, from four peas to seven to eight, to whatever many peas you want to add, uh, happens with the funnel. Uh, most of you know the funnel as AIDA, which is awareness, interest, desire, and action. And you organize your marketing or sales funnel that way. Um, little by little, we started adding more bits to this funnel. So then you, between awareness and interest, then you add consideration, intent, evaluation, and purchase in the end. Um, so adding these more steps doesn't mean that your marketing, uh, your, your funnel is going to change too much. It's just, it will make it easier for you to understand where you should focus your budget, where you, you should focus your efforts. So let me start with, 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 with the beginning. Um, when you create content, and content, in my opinion, is still the most powerful thing you can do with your marketing in general. And this is because it doesn't matter how much money you spend in Google or ads here and there, more than 80% of the interactions are happening behind your back. I was reading someone talking about digital marketing is so great because you can measure everything, but digital marketing only means a very small fraction of how you're making business. So if you leave everything to digital marketing, you just put your money uh, on ads and Google and whatever, you're not really, I mean, you're missing a lot. You're missing a lot that's happening behind. And the answer to cover that is content. Content will help you create a relationship, create interest, create um, awareness. So you're gonna be mostly aiming to the top of the funnel. But um, saying that, that's also not 100% true. So let's go back. You have your funnel. Top of the funnel is the widest part, is where you want to attract and create awareness. So this is when you want to create your content in a way that is more loud than specific. You want to create content that it will attract people, literally. And this is when you use storytelling. And I don't want to throw a lot of buzzwords here, uh, but bear with me. So in the top of the funnel, you want to create your moment of truth. And I'm not talking about the Google moment of truth. I'm talking about the moment of people learning about what you have to offer. And this is where you have to be really loud because you're not the only brand screaming. Every brand is trying to call the attention of their customers one way or another. The, uh, the companies with more money, they will probably make more noise than you will. But making the big noise here is just, we need to get the people to say, I wanna listen to this guy or I wanna listen to that guy. So when you create content to fulfill this funnel, this is what you wanna focus on. And the first step, you want people to come and listen to you. You don't wanna try to sell straight away. You don't wanna sell the benefits just yet. You just want, hey, please listen to me for five minutes. Is I don't want to compare with like Jehovah Witnesses with knocking on your door, uh, like give me five minutes to tell you more about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's more about I have something to offer, and I know that you're the person that I'm looking for. So this is when you want to dedicate your content in a way that it will attract people, will turn people's head, and to say, "Let me listen to you." Um. Having this representation of the journey, which is the funnel, if you have it literally 
on the wall on your marketing and sales department for them to see how this is going to move. Don't forget that the funnel is a way for you to see where is your customer right now. It's a map. So use it that way. It's not just a way to split the different stages. It's not just how to fill up pipe drive. It's, it's a full journey. It's a, it's a living entity. So let's start with the beginning. You're screaming. How are you going to call the attention? This is something that you have to prepare with your content team. What is the main thing that people want to hear at this point? It will vary. It will vary depending on who are you talking to and what is the product that you're offering? Is it a tangible? Is it, uh, I don't know, insurance? It's, it doesn't matter what. So uh, I have a, my own technique for storytelling in the beginning, and it works the whole way through the funnel, but um, it's probably very relevant for the beginning of the, sorry, top of the funnel. Um, it's the SETI um, technique or whatever you want to call it. So it's for shock, engage, twist, sorry, shock, entertain, twist, engage. Um, the beginning is shock. What you want to call, how you want to call the attention of people interested in your brand is shock them somehow. Give them a fact that is not very common, is not very known, something that it will get them to stop what they're doing and look and listen. So give them something like that. Then you're going to get to move and entertain, right? This is the moment that you want to create a small build and take them from A to B, A being on the bottom and B being on the top. This is when you're going to take them up. Then is the T, which is a twist. I have the perfect twist, actually. Coming in, young lady. Uh, we have Kaya with us. Uh, Kaya is... Hey, guys. Um, come over, come over. So this is Kaya. If you're listening, you probably will not... Oh, we have two videos. You probably will not see her, but Kaya is here uh, just to work in our social media strategy. Uh, Kaya, thank you for the visit. And I hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> So now it's a twist, right? Uh, you weren't expecting someone else to join the, the podcast and Kaya came to say hello and um, create content for us. So you shock, you entertain, you twist, and then you engage. This is the moment for you to call, to do a call to action. After you have established a relationship or story with your customer, then you get to say, by the way, I have something to offer. The key of the SETI format is to shock. Um, again, this is just my own way to do it. There are many, but shock doesn't mean to say something that is awful or is like controversial. It's just to say something that could be very relevant. It could be very um, relatable. You could say things like, I have depression. I know how it feels. I'm not saying take advantage of other people's pain, but if you get to the point of I'm relating with your product because I understand you and I am just like you. That's something people don't hear all the time. So it's, it's a good way to turn heads and say, oh, okay, what, what were you saying? Then you get to tell the story of what you're selling, right? Of, of how you come up with this. So this is the moment for you to entertain. And don't get me wrong, entertainment doesn't need to be funny. Entertainment needs to be fun. Um, entertaining needs to be interesting. So this is the way, now that you have their attention, you start building up something. Then when you twist it, it's just a shake-up. So 
people don't lose their attention. Don't forget that nobody really stays in one place for that long. But when you get to twist, it gives you a second boost. A second, whoa, 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 sorry, uh, you were saying? And then when they're happy with this story, because that's where like, wow, you really caught my attention. Then you get to engage and say, well, if you like this story, I have more to tell you about all of this. I know there's a lot of information here and I'm really trying to put it in a way that is easy to digest. But now that you have this idea of a format, how are you going to tell a story to attract people to the biggest level of the funnel, which is your awareness, and this is where you create your lead generation, um, hopefully you can apply this very quickly to what you do. But then you move through the funnel and the content will change. You cannot use the same content you were using to create awareness in order to create consideration. It's a different kind of content. And that's why you create your content campaigns as a campaign, as something that it makes sense as a whole. If you have a team of eight to 10 people writing content for you, or even if you're just a one-man band, consider this in your strategy that you will grab someone and walk them down the funnel till the sales, till the purchase bit. So when you're creating content, especially when you have more than one person on your team, try to split this in a way that you know who is good for the attraction, who are te who's telling the stories that gets people to turn their heads. Get that person to be always the awareness person. I mean, let them explore, but have that person specified and get better and specialize at that area. While you move someone maybe senior into the middle in order to start giving the right bits and the right pieces of information to start thinking about the purchase. Um, don't forget that you shouldn't push for a sale that early. This is something that you're going to move slowly. So you write your first piece of content, then you move into the details, the benefits, the, the whys. So when you have this why person answering all, all the questions that are going to come up from the first stage of the funnel, try to answer those and start pushing very, very subtle. Um, make sure you know the product or the person who's in charge knows the product so, so well that is able to interact with people not only as a content, as a blog post, but also as a social media person, someone who can relate and answer straight up questions and keep them in that area, right? So if we have this large bit of the funnel with your big screamers or the, 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 the cool storytelling posters in here, then you move down to the person who has the knowledge, the person who, who's wise. Then you're going to keep moving down the funnel and we're going to start getting closer to the purchase or the action area. This is when you need your salespeople to be ready. Um, it's not the job of marketing to do the whole process, even though some companies try to push it to almost as a sale point, just to give it or pass it down to a salesperson just because they're done. But try to get your sales team involved in this stage, which is from intent all the way down to purchase. This is when you're going to start bringing all your demos and all your free trials and you want to give people a reason to buy the product. 
So the more you move it down, the more specialized the person has to be on that area. And this is the sales area. When you move it down from the marketing team to the salespeople, they also need to be very, very well trained in the whole marketing strategy behind. They need to know why they turn around and follow the brand. They need to know what are the benefits that they were asking. The more you move them down the funnel, sales salespeople is going to take care of them. Now, um, the relationship between marketing and sales has never, never been easy, but having a visual representation of this funnel, it gets your team to understand where are their main areas of expertise. How do they really want to play and where is their area to play around? Um, marketing provides the leads and this is not a proven or, or, or mandatory sort of um, structure, but marketing found, finds the people, provide the leads, answer the questions, and sales are not just going to close the deal. Sales is going to be in charge of this stage of the demos and things like that, right? Um, a demo has to have the same structure of storytelling. Nobody's going to buy a product after a demo just because the demo was okay. The demo has to be mind-blowing. And um, we made a video not too long ago that you can check in our channel about how to rock a demo. And one of the main things is to be prepared. And this is when marketing is going to help the sales team to prepare a demo, not because of the knowledge of the product, which the sales team should know uh, very, very well, but more of the, the tone and style that we've been using throughout the funnel. So marketing usually chose a way to talk to the customers, right? Because we know the customers so well. And we've been talking to them in this sort of same tone, even though in the beginning of the funnel, it was a lighter conversation that we start getting more serious. It's always one tone of voice. Sales need to sort of respect that tone of voice without, not, without stop being themselves. Uh, but they need to respect this, this idea of like, look, we know the way you talk and we're going to keep talking the same way. So this is when sales are going to do their magic. And when you put out this demo, you show the, uh, the customer how good your product is. And then you move to close the deal. Now, it sounds very easy to say then you close the deal, which is never that easy. I mean, I've been in sales and marketing, so I know how, how bad it can get. But is this specialization that you want in your team that's going to make the difference between the different stages of the funnel? Um, if you have a great salesperson, don't push into to be writing awareness pieces of content. If you have a great interest and consideration level of the funnel writer, don't try to get them to close deals. And don't use your junior storytellers to do either of those. So let me try to resume all this information because I know it's a lot, right? Um, but set up a funnel. Try to set up something that your team can see. Split it in different stages that make sense for your own business. It's either the AIDA funnel or some of the modern um, different marketing funnels that they are available. You can just check them online and download them and use it as a template. But as soon as you have this visual representation, start preparing your strategy depending on the different stages.
create content that makes sense throughout the journey and understand the journey well. You cannot start selling horseshoes without ever seeing a horse. <laughs> Sorry, it's a terrible um, analogy, but I couldn't come up with anything else. Um, if you don't understand the way the customer is going to buy your product or the reasons why behind the reasons behind why are they doing business with you, you're not going to know where to put your content. You're not going to know how to create a funnel that works. Start with knowing your customer. Create this funnel. Draw it for your team to see it. Split it in the right areas that you want to split your content strategy. Then focus on what your team is good at. Choose the right people to create awareness. Who creates compelling pieces of story that it will let you, it will, will get you to read the whole thing and will get you interested to see more. Push your senior people to answer all the questions and don't think social media is a piece for your intern to fill up. Social media is great to use your very well and knowledgeable team members. So this is when you really want to have them to answer the main questions and relate because they have a tone of voice that relates to your customer. Now, you created this tone of voice because your marketing team knows the talk. They talk the talk. And when you move to the sales bit, then you're going to be able to close the deal a lot easier because these people know exactly what are going to be the right buttons to press. Um, I hope this is going to give you an idea of how a funnel works. Um, we're going to try to make another, uh, probably another knowledge build with more details on how the funnel should be drawn or how it should be split to give you more tools. But we really wanted to do this episode as so many of you were asking, okay, I know the term of a funnel. I just don't know how to use it or why is it important? There are different funnels. Sales sometimes use their own uh, funnel without considering marketing, same the other way around. But as a team leader, especially if you're starting with your company, if you're a CEO, take the initiative and draw together a funnel that shows and represents the journey very well. Because after all, it's all about that. It's about understanding the journey, the different steps, and that's going to help you move your client from A to B to close the deal. So that's sort of in a nutshell how a marketing funnel works. Um, I've been in a lot longer uh, conferences of or lessons of eight hours, two days, trying to learn how these things apply. But this is probably the easiest way for you to see it. Draw it, see it, feel it. Sorry to be cliche, but that's going to help a lot. If you have any questions about this or you want to see um, or learn about other subjects, let us know in the comments below. If you're listening to this podcast, I don't think you can leave comments, but go and check in, in our YouTube channel or join our Success by Laughter channel and Facebook or even Twitter. And I think that's it for me. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. My name is Marcos Bravo and this was Incoming Chat. Thank you for joining us today. Do not miss our next episode and we'll see you next time. Incoming Chat.